I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hey, everybody. We are calling this episode Building Bridges. And while you might think it's a catchy little phrase for a really deep conversation, we're going to talk about people who have differences and they're going to come together despite their differences. You would be wrong. We're not going to do that. We're going to literally talk about building bridges, although we think that's a great idea. Um, But this podcast is about building actual bridges. And it's a great conversation with one of our awesome city employees, Aaron Egbert. Um, The project we're going to discuss today impacts one of our city's most popular outdoor spaces, and Aaron, thanks for joining me. Thank you. I really appreciate the time. Um, first of all, tell people, let's start by talking about your job. Senior engineer is your title and what you do for the city. Certainly. Uh, my primarily role with the city is delivering capital projects, whether it's transportation, bridges, uh, infrastructure type work. But I also manage the overall city's bridge program, which is capital projects, capital development, program management, and maintenance of our bridges. Okay. And so tell us a little bit about our bridges, like for people who don't know what our um, you know, situation is like, what, what, how many do you oversee? What kind of, um, numbers can you give us? Yeah. A lot of people don't even know they're driving over a bridge. Right. uh, Really? So not like we have these big, huge iconic bridges. It's more the smaller type of, we don't, a lot of culverts are are our bridge inventory. So yes. So it's some, some of that kind of stuff, but okay. So basically we define a bridge as a structure that's open on both ends and it's the span is four feet or greater. Okay. So minor bridges are four feet to 20 feet. Uh, major bridges are 20 to, we've got like an 890 foot bridge at Proby would be the longest structure we have. And our total inventory is about 430 bridges. Okay. And, and what kind of team do you have overseeing that or what, how, what's the structure of? Yeah, we've got a few employees, city employees, but mostly the program is run through the Pikes Peak Rural Transportation Authority funding. So we have consultants that are embedded in the city that help us run the program. How do you keep track of our bridges and this and the state that they're all in? Or am I saying that correctly? The yeah, that's state a good or the, condition. The that condition really Thank is you. really what we're looking for there. Um, the state helps us. Basically, some of our gas tax goes up to the state level, comes back to us, and then what they do is they inspect our major bridges every two years. So every two years we get a nice inspection report with pictures and those type of things. Uh, we personally, not personally, but we hire a consultant to inspect our minor bridges every four years. Okay. So we typically try to get every four years, we've got a refreshed inspection uh, and that gives us a list of maintenance items to do for those structures. We also ask the inspectors to kind of put their owner's hat on and say, hey, should this structure be waterproofed? How would, you know, what are the program and preventative maintenance items we should do to make this structure last longer to buy service life? Okay. And then, and then you take that and that helps you prioritize. That's correct. What do you, okay. Yep. What do you and, do first? Yep. Yeah. And we've, and what we're doing right now is we're working on the renewal of the PPRTA, which would be voted on in November of 22. So we're developed a list of, so we've got kind of an unfunded capital bridge replacement lift of about 70 structures uh, that we're looking, not all of those will be funded, but we're really trying to marry up our capital list with our maintenance list so that we're spending our money wisely. Okay. So how do you get into becoming a senior engineer and being focused on bridges? Like, are you building Legos when you're five and you're like, this is what I'm going to do with my life? Or what's your, what's your story? That's probably a little <laughs> in-depth discussion there. Um, you know, I really like 
I like seeing stuff being built. I, I, I need to visually see it. I, I was not good with the oscilloscope and the electrical stuff where, is it working? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, I really needed to see stuff, build it, break it, those type of things. Mm-hmm. So you were um, always, it was always an interest? It was always an interest, yeah. yes. Okay. Yep, and I had some really good mentors along the way, too, that kind of helped guide me. And I really wanted to get a college degree that I could get a job, too. I didn't want to have to get a master's because... I was so done with college yeah. <laughs> by the time I was, I was done with it. That was your limit. That was my limit. Yeah. And what do you think about working for the city? Has it been uh, it's a- great. I, I, um, I consulted for like the first 20 years of my career. Okay. And then during the economic downturn, um, I was downsized and I was able to kind of get embedded on the bridge maintenance program and work my way up. But I'm really enjoying kind of the, the legacy of the end of my career here. Uh, making sure that the bridges are in better shape and the next group that manages the structures and have my job will be in a much better place than we were when I took it over. Okay. Well, let's talk about this. Um, I mean, I know you have a lot of projects going on, so um, do not be fooled that this is all that Aaron's working on. But this one project we want to talk about um, is bridge replacement happening at North Cheyenne Canyon Park. And of course, big popular place, right? A lot of people go there. Um, So tell us a little bit about what's happening um, in that area. Yeah, we've got Three major structures, uh, so they're greater than 20-foot span. They were all load-posted to 20 tons. In the fall of, I believe it was the fall of 20, uh, they did the inspection cycle, and they re-rated one of the structures, the middle one, and they wanted to take it down to four tons. So what we had to do last March was build like an emergency bypass so that fire trucks and emergency vehicles, heavy vehicles, even a pickup truck weighs four tons if it's fully loaded, um, so that they could bypass that structure. Well, fortunately, we, we had some grant funds. We had some state funds. We used some PPRTA funds, but we were able to uh, cobble some funds together to replace all three of those structures. So the design's been going on since about 2015. It just takes us a long time to get through the, some of the historical elements of the park, some of the NEPA process that we needed to do because of the color of money we were using. What's NEPA? What does that mean? Uh, basically, it's an environmental. It's kind of through the federal government. Okay. So that's the process you'd have to go, go through. through to get a clearance. And environmental clearance is one of the, the elements of a, of a federally funded or a state funded Is project. it unusual to do three bridges at a time like that in one area? Is that? It is. Okay. Usually we would do one at a time, but we really felt like we've got old structures, we've got issues, um, and let's let's strike while the iron's hot here and, and try to replace all three under one long closure. So let's talk impact to public in, in a, you know, in a couple different ways. Number one, there's some closures everybody needs to know about starting this month. Um, there's going to be some limited access, right? Yeah. And the park is open. You know, right. we're, we're not closing the park. We're just going to be closing the road. People are going, phew. Yeah. <laughs> they love that park. Yeah, they do. They do. And yeah. then, and we'll be constructing some bypasses so okay. that the fire and police and emergency services can still get up through there. One of the interesting things is we still have like 17 houses up in Canyonwood that are county residents, but they access through the park to get to their homes. Okay. So you're working with them. So we're really working yep. with them. How we get, how do we get propane delivered to them? If their appliance goes out, how do we get that? Right. During this construction. How long is the construction um, supposed Uh, to last? Right now we're anticipating that the road will be closed until the end of May in 22. Okay. And then other impact to residents. Let's talk about why people should care about bridge maintenance, you know, and bridge bridge replacement. You know, it affects everyone, but it's one of those things we don't think about very often uh, unless something goes wrong. 
Yeah, we don't want that to happen. Right. We, we don't, don't want to think about to it. Happen. Right. Um, you know, bridges bridges age, they deteriorate. Um, if the structure wasn't safe, we would close it. Uh, we do have a couple of structures that are closed right now. Um, El Paso over Platte that got hit by a oversized load. That bridge is still closed and we're assessing kind of how to how to handle it, what to do with it. Um, it's really important to maintain the structures. Just we, we, we don't have a ton of funding, so we really need to make sure we get as much service life out of these structures. Uh, half of our structures were built in the 70s and 80s. So there's going to be kind of a replacement bubble coming up. So we're really trying to make sure that we can we can manage that bubble and sort of flatten that curve a little bit. So it's so not these huge waves of, oh, my gosh, everything's up. Correct. Or replacement, right. Correct. Yep. Okay. Um, no, you go ahead. Were you going to say something else? No, it's just, it's just kind of managing the life of the structure. It's really just like a, a car or your house. You know, you've got... You've got major things you need to do to a car, like replace a transmission, and then you reach a point where it's like, well, I can't keep putting money and maintaining this. I need to replace the whole car. So right. that's that's the same kind of thought process on owning a bridge. It's sort of a fleet management type system. Right, and it benefits everybody to keep up with the maintenance and to make sure everything's functioning properly, like you said. Um, so what, um, when you say this started in 2015 and I mean, that's a long, is that a typical project? How long it takes? It's not, not typical, but okay. typically, you know, it takes us a while to get started. Um, typically it'll take a year to design a bridge, year and a half. It depends on whether we need to buy some right away, some other things. Um, stormwater is a big, um, element in that most of the old bridges are not hydraulically adequate. They right. can't pass the right storm event. So we've got increased capacity. Some of them have trails that we want to do a separated grade underneath. Um, there's just there's a, a lot, lot to, of elements. Yeah, a lot that, to think about. So you're thinking, you're working with a lot of different departments in our city. Oh yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. And in Car Springs Utilities is another one too, where there's uh, sewer lines and water lines and old infrastructure that needs to be renewed at the same time we do our capital projects. Once you get these things built, how long do they last? I want an exact prediction. No, I don't want an exact prediction, but no, what I, do you know? Are you able to say this bridge is going to last X amount of years? We do. So there's probably 50 different structure types and they all have degradation curves for what their life would be. Okay. I think a new, typically a new structure should last about 75 years. Wow. But okay. that really depends on how much you maintain it. Right. Um, and so how does the maintenance work? Is that a separate um, area or are you also? We manage the, the capital and maintenance together. So okay. that we, we're not investing a lot of money in a structure that we're going to replace in five years. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So maintenance is an ongoing thing that you're you and your team are managing, correct? correct. Okay. And we're really working really hard on waterproofing stuff right now, uh, just to buy as much life as we possibly can. And what does that involve, waterproofing? Uh, waterproofing, if it was a box culvert, we'd have to take the fill material off, prep the, the top of the box, and then it's kind of a rubberized uh, kind of product, and they put tar paper down on top of it, and then they backfill it. Okay. It just keeps the water from deteriorating the, the, the steel and the concrete itself. And it breathes a little extra life into the... It does. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're right. trying to flatten that curve out. So what do you, what would you say, um, I like to just ask everyone this, but most challenging and best parts of your job? What do you like the most? What do you... Uh, you should have given me a little more time to prepare I, for that. That wasn't on the notes. Just off that the top wasn't of your head. Notes. I script, like to just surprise you're, people. You're going off script. I like... <laughs> Well, you already did talk a little bit about why you like to do what you do. Uh, no, I Hopefully think, you're not going anywhere. I, I think the challenge, you know, the, the, the big thing is challenges. We got, we got bridges that are closed because we need to replace it. 
but yeah. we're spending money waterproofing something over here. So it's just balancing those decisions of, yes, I know that bridge is important to you and your neighborhood, but it there's easy detours, there's easy ways to get around it. Um, so it's just kind of balancing the citizens' needs plus the needs of the structure is probably the biggest challenge. And given the resources that you have, yep. right? And, and right now, the regulatory environment we're in, there's just uh, everything we're doing is just harder with ADA requirements and stormwater requirements and those type of things. Right. Um, so it just takes more time to deliver a project than it historically did. And does that mean that in the end, we're creating something that lasts longer than it did back then or not necessarily, well, think, just more accessible? I think it's more accessible. I think it's That's solving what, more problems holistically yes is really so you know you can't purely just look at this bridge in a bubble and say we're going to replace this because it needs to be wider and uh, all there's just a lot of elements that that need to change for yeah. it to for the replacement to solve all the problems that it needs to solve right a lot to juggle so what's your favorite part when a project is all done <laughs> i mean that's got to be gratifying yeah, especially it, after a long one like this, or is, to see it in this stage. It, it is nice. It, yeah. it, it is nice to have something done. But, you know, we, the one thing we don't do enough of is celebrate our successes, too. You know, we're, we're on to the next. We're on to the next one. And, you know, so we need to slow down a little bit, too, and say, oh, yeah, that's we're finally done with that one. But um, but that, but it is nice to, to get them done. And it's nice to set the city up for future success uh, is my ultimate goal. Yeah, know you had a hand in that. Well, thanks for all you're doing. We appreciate it. And thanks for being here for the podcast. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Behind the Springs. Um, ColoradoSprings.gov is our website. And City of COS, that's us on social media. So please give us a follow and have a great day.